Well, good afternoon, everybody. Darren Saul here. Another fantastic episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast, episode 126 with Charla Balaban. How are you, Charla? I'm doing well, Darren. How are you doing? Very, very well. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really Thanks appreciate you taking the time out. And the topic for today is chase your dreams. No one else will do it for you. I love it. So I'm really looking forward to hearing Charla's story. And she's an expert at chasing her dreams and following her passion. And she's a, but I'll tell you a little bit about Charla before we move on. Charla was an experienced investment professional at Ernst & Young and moved from Istanbul to Sydney three years ago. She recently left her job to start her own software as a service business called Desk Valley, right in the middle of the pandemic. So Charla, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was bold. <laughs> you like to take on a challenge. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I was always like kind of like challenged, yeah. <laughs> so tell us a bit about you. Tell us a bit about your background, how you moved from Istanbul to Sydney, why? Give us a bit of a backstory. Uh, it actually all started in 2017. Uh, I was a senior consultant back in Turkey at EY Istanbul office, and I was in transaction advisory there. And at that time, my brother was studying here in Sydney, and he decided to come back to Turkey, uh, like permanently. And my parents were like, okay, so this is a great opportunity to come here, like to come to Australia and travel here a bit. And I'm like, okay, I'm joining you as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I come to Australia, just for like two weeks, actually traveling <laughs> around Australia. And but at that time, uh, I was all I was already actually like thinking about making a career change, especially overseas. Like I wasn't particularly thinking about Australia. I was actually looking for jobs in US or Europe as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we actually just set up all of this like travel to Australia, I also set up a meeting like a coffee ketchup with directors in EY Sydney office. Yeah. So do we just like briefly caught up with them in a cafe in the CBD? And uh, so they were actually looking for people to expand the team. And I was actually like a perfect match because I was doing the kind of similar job back in Turkey. And I went back to Turkey and got some more like interviews, like the Skype interviews. And after that, I got the job offer which was fantastic. Like it all went very smooth and also very fast as well. And which is very fun because I also applied the same job like online, which they actually like before I come to here, they just like rejected me. They didn't oh, really? even like get me an interview or something. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so as soon as you hear face to face. Exactly. Exactly. It showed that how important it is like. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, after I got the offer, so they all just like sorted all of my visa and my partner's visa as well. Right. So we moved here together with my partner. So this is like how I actually like end up being here. And obviously I started working at EY and uh, like I worked there for three years and like thanks to the nature of the job, I actually like learned so many things and I had a chance to work with people from very different diverse backgrounds yep. from the client side as well 
And I, I also learned like the different uh, dynamics of the businesses as well, like, because it is kind of project-based job. And I was seeing so many like tech companies as well, but also like so many companies in retail or like had a chance to work with private equities as well. So it actually gave me a great perspective to understand what the trends are in the market. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I was so fortunate to actually have that experience there. And after that, uh, like COVID happened, like yeah, time becomes 2020, uh, <laughs> like COVID happened. And I was like, oh my goodness. So this is probably the worst time to start a business. Like, like, like cafes are shutting down, like, like the restaurants are shutting down. We can't go to the office. So yeah. we don't know what will actually happen in the next month or so. So after I thought about that also, like kind of obviously making a bit of research as well, like thinking on this slowly. And I, I thought that like, this is probably the one of the biggest events in our lives, like compared yeah. to like my previous experience, like, and uh, so, so many things will change in our life after that. And like, probably like, this is probably the one of the good moments to, if you are going to just like do something different and if you are going to contribute something because it showed us we have so many problems like you know it just like created so many problems to being solved you know yeah. so and i just wanted to be in that way in that, in that exactly yeah. exactly so i just wanted to be a part of the solution as well like because as you said i really like challenges so uh, I like solving them as well. So that's why uh, this is how the Desk Valley, the idea of Desk Valley was born, actually. Wow. And actually, before we continue, so did yeah. you, you were still working with EY here when COVID hit or were you just about to finish up and then you decided to start a business? Uh, so when the COVID happened, like in March, I was still working with EY. Yeah. But uh, which is funny because uh, I had a sabbatical leave set up for the end of June, starting from end of June. Mm -hmm. So I, so obviously I took that leave to travel just like a couple of months ago, there was no COVID. And I was thinking about like maybe traveling a bit like in Europe or in US. So that's, that's what is like on my mind. And after that COVID happened and obviously like companies are kind of encouraging people to take leave. So they didn't want to cancel three months of my leave. That's right. And like, I thought, okay, so if I'm not going to travel, you know, the state borders were even closed. And like, maybe I can use this time off to just like follow my dreams. You know, like that's how I actually started to work on my product, work on yeah. my business. Yeah. yeah. So then, I really use that said, time very efficiently. <laughs> and then you said to, when did you say to EY, that's it, I'm going to just start my own business? Uh, at the end of my sabbatical, actually, like uh -huh. when I was like kind of confident with my product, uh -huh. when it actually kind of shaped up. So yeah. I actually told them that I'm leaving and they were very positive about that as well. Like they were really kind of encouraged me and like, it was so positive. Yeah. That's amazing. And did you always want to start your own business or is that just something that happened in that time? Um, so I think like, I always actually start to like, do my own business and start the business from scratch like because i i'm remembering like from my like um uni years or like from like the conversations with my friends we were talking about like uh what you want to do like in five years ten years you know this all this like classical conversation yeah, and i i always was like thinking about that oh like in 10 years of time i would be doing actually like 
my own business. Like I didn't know what it's going to be, but this is what I wanted to do. Wow. So you always wanted to be your own boss, have your own destiny. You're yeah. obviously very creative, um, entrepreneurial, and you want to, you know, you want to challenge yourself constantly and build and grow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think, yeah, it is also kind of related to my family as well. Yeah. Like how I've been raised, like uh, they were always like very supportive and they always encouraged me to take risk and trust myself as well. Nice. Uh, I think it, it was also important as well. Like, like, for example, right now, they don't actually understand what I'm doing. But they, like they know, like I'm doing something, but they they can't they don't understand like how it works or like how it serves, like what it is doing. Yeah. But they still like very confident about that because like they trust me. Yeah. Like they yeah, know, they know what your personality is like, and they know that what yeah. your background and your character is like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us more about the business that you've actually created. Uh, so Deskwelly is actually a desk booking software provider mm -hmm. and we, we are offering desk booking software to businesses uh, to support their return to the office. And also when they like their transition to hybrid work models or like flexible work model, Perfect. which is more for the post COVID era. Um, and it also actually like, uh, like a very important uh, like software after the COVID period, because when we moved to the hybrid workplaces, work models, uh, employers wanted to actually manage their office capacity because yeah. they won't know like, uh, like when you just move to a hybrid work model, you won't know how much of the workspace has been utilized and you really need to know that all of this metrics. Absolutely. Yeah. And does it all work just via an app or a website or how does it work? Uh, it is currently a website, so it is not an, like a mobile app, but it is a mobile responsive, uh, like a website. So when you just, so you can just use it, you can just book okay. like your desk from your mobile as well. Oh, and is it, are there many uh, products like this out on the market or is this brand new? Or? Uh, so there were like a couple of companies doing similar products when I was just like starting this business. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they were mostly like the meeting room booking companies, like the big ones back in US and also in the UK as well. Uh, but right now, like in the last three months, especially, uh, like a couple of like different kind of SES like companies are actually just entering this market as well. Okay. So it, it actually like gave me a bit more confidence as well, because like, uh, so I obviously like I believe this ideas because like I know that it is going to work. But uh, also there are like some other people who are just like who were already in this industry. They're also just investing the similar products. So they know that actually this is the future. Absolutely. Right. Wow. So you've always been interested in technology. Is that always been a passion for you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was always interested in technology. And that's why actually I started, uh, sorry, I studied uh, engineering at oh. university. Okay. So, I mean, I was a computer science engineer, but I studied uh, industrial engineering. And I also uh, got some coding courses at the university as well. Right. And, uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that as well, like building something from scratch. And like, I really like the technical aspect of the things as well, not just like, sales and marketing side. 
um, like I really like that as well. And like, because you need to really understand the, like the, all this background and all the, like the things going behind it as well, just to improve your product. Definitely. It's good, good to have an understanding of yeah. the technology and how it works. So you know how to build the features and the benefits of it as well from a high level. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, perfect. And you don't have to take all the developers word for it. If they say, we can't do this, you say, no, no, you can do this. You just have to do it maybe this way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Know. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. And so tell us more about, um, you know, what, where do you see the future of the workplace? When, you know, when you talk about this hybrid model, what are, you, what are your plans? What, what are your thoughts, your projections for how we will work in the future post-COVID? Uh, I think we can all agree that the future of the office is going to be more different than the classical pre-COVID office. Sure. I think we can all agree that yeah. uh, because like we have now, like most of us are working from home and like using Zoom for our like interviews, for our meetings, for kind of everything. Yeah. And like, I mean, we are in a pretty good situation here in the Australia, but like still like rest of the world is suffering from the pandemic and they are like most of the countries are in under lockdown and so they are in they are like kind of very much like using this kind of technologies and for the after covid times uh, i was also like kind of making research about that as well and like based on a like a survey by cisco uh, like 58% of the employees are actually expecting to work from home at least eight days in a month. Like, so, wow. which means like roughly two days a week. Yep. So yeah, you probably saw that. So nearly, nearly half their, their week will be at home. Exactly. I mean, like maybe this won't be actually like, uh, it really depends on the job as well. Some of the jobs, like you can't really work from home. Like if you are just like, if you're a doctor, you can't really work from home. Like or some of the jobs, exactly. <laughs> if you're in construction, like if yeah. you need to be on site, yeah. you can't do that. But some of the jobs, like mostly like the white collar jobs, like yeah. white collar works, you can actually do most of the things at home, like anywhere actually. Absolutely. Like you don't really need the office. You just need a laptop for it yep. and the internet. Yep. Uh, so that's why like, I think that, Companies also now kind of experience that, all of them like kind of experience that, and they can now actually just see that like okay, um, so what 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 are we going to do next? Like how we can actually just like improve the way we work right now. So that that's where the hybrid actually work model comes up. Like yeah. and the, like the, all these businesses are thinking about like if we move to like a hybrid working model and how, how it will actually like bring us more like kind of positive like a benefit and one thing comes up is like when you just move to a hybrid work model and like if you say that like uh like some of the employees are coming two days a week or three days a week that means that your office won't be like fully actually utilized mm -hmm. so you can actually just like uh like you don't need to pay for all of this empty space. Who, who really wants to pay for the extra empty space? That's right. So that's why they will want to use, they, they will want to reduce their rent expenses. And in that case, actually, like they will need a desk booking software to manage all of this capacity, like constraints in the office. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and now I've heard you talk about 
touchless technology. Where yeah. does that fit into all this? Uh, touchless technologies are actually like definitely will come here, like uh, in the hybrid working as well, but also like more for the like the post-COVID era because uh, so many things are going to be integrated with our mobile phones mm -hmm. and like you know that like because of the like all of this like psychology of this like not touching this and like all of these come with the COVID and people really they will just like avoid touching like for example like the buttons or like the like the buttons at the lifts or like the when they are just like going into the building Absolutely. so they will actually wanted to use something from there just like a, maybe an app from the phone and they will use that kind of actually like technologies and like I know that like some other like really big companies big tech companies are working on this kind of products as well okay so in other words they can control everything from their own phone which they're, they're comfortable with but they yeah. don't have to touch any other surfaces exactly like the QR codes like they will just scan some QR codes like mm -hmm. from there like from their mobile and they will just like get into the building like this wow. instead of just like maybe uh like speaking someone like at the concierge they will just yeah. like visit one of the like the offices like this wow. but it will yeah. just like yeah, less interaction and like just like more kind of like technology yeah and at this point are you just launching this product in australia and do you have plans to take it elsewhere uh so it is not just like limited to Australia. We can just give this service like anywhere in the world because it is all like based on our website. Yep. So like you can use this product in the, in the US or like in the UK or like basically anywhere. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, you know, if you had to give some advice to entrepreneurs, you know, on following your dreams and, you know, taking the plunge when times are tough and you're not sure, what advice would you give people? You know, what have you learned from your journey? Um, I think planning, planning is the key, actually. Okay. Uh, and like sometimes people really underestimate that uh, because they always like think they, they thought that they are actually planning when they are thinking, mm -hmm. you know, like, OK, I'm going to do this stuff or this stuff, maybe next this stuff. But you really need to spend time just for planning before you really start the job, like before you start the task. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is the key because you need to know that like what is going to be the next step to achieve your goal and like what is going to be the step that you need to take to get that customer. Like, you know, like all of these things that you need to know and you need to know like how much financial resource you are going to use for to achieve that or like you need to know all of these things. And obviously, like so many things will change along the way, like you can't like foresee everything. Yeah. and but like which is fine like it is it happens like but you just like you just need to maybe just replan it based on that as well yeah so in other words not not just high level planning or high level strategic planning but yeah. low level planning in terms of the details financial logistical um, resources um, timelines anything staff exactly. whatever exactly I think this is the key for the success. Wow. Okay. And have you, is this the first business you've, you've started? Have you, how, tell us a bit about your entrepreneurial spirit as a, as a child. Were you, were you like this when you were young? Uh, like, I mean, obviously like this is my first business. <laughs> I, I am not that old yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Did you have a, <laughs> but you have I, a lemonade many, stand? Many will come. Many will come. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure after that. Uh, because like I kind of tasted this right now and I think like yeah exactly like because it is great like just like with all of this flexibility that like the, in terms of the, like the different kind of jobs that you are doing I really enjoyed it like yeah, yeah. Uh, like I mean um, like I can't remember like from like any entrepreneur like kind of like activity from my childhood but like I was always like kind of into technology and I know that like I want to do something with that. I, I mean, like I was always thinking about like maybe like I can do like a master on that, like a master degree, I can get something like this. Yeah. But always still like life actually had different plans for me, different plans for me. And like, and but I'm still pretty happy with the, the actually the way I'm here. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. But I mean, this is really important for the audience for people out there that are maybe on the cusp of you know, wanting to embark on an entrepreneurial journey is that when they see someone like you and you've taken the plunge in the hardest time of all to do it, you know, give us some insight into your mental inner dialogue and your mental strength to say, okay, what, what made you decide I'm just going to go? I don't care what anybody says. I don't care that it's the worst time possibly. I don't care that I'm in another part of the world with not as much support, but I'm going to do it because I have to do it. I'm going to follow my dreams. So what, what was speaking to you? What, what advice can you give people to help them decide to do it when they are not quite sure? Yeah, I think obviously it didn't happen, you know, like in just one day, you know, it's not like, okay, the idea came to me today. And okay, I'm building. Leaving my job, tomorrow. starting a new business. It, yeah. yeah, obviously. <laughs> so it is like, obviously there is like a, like a, process like before that like it's all like a sure. kind of history. it's a journey it's a journey it's, even yeah, exactly it's a journey to even get to that point exactly it is kind of journey and like i think um it's even actually like i knew it when i started my internship you know like i like that early you know like i started my internship like in one of the really big companies back in istanbul yeah. and like i mean i was really actually excited to work in it that large of company like it was kind of dream company for me and uh like i started there and like a couple of months after that and i was like okay but this is not really like what i wanted like you know like this is not what i dreamed of because like when we were in uni they were like the, all these like fancy people from the like corporates they were all coming oh, and they were kind of selling, selling yeah, to business yeah. because we are the talent you know yeah. And they, they were, they just wanted to hire us. And obviously you're just kind of getting really impressed about the jobs, the job that they are doing, the companies and all of the, like everything that they are doing. But when I just work over there and I thought, oh my God, like, this is not really what I want to do. But I, like, obviously after that, I didn't really go into a, like a venture, like, or a business venture, something like this. I found like, I moved to another job, which is, which was UI actually. And like, the EY actually was a bit different because it actually gave me a bit of different kind of perspective. It was a bit more dynamic, so I can actually work on different projects. So it had actually given me an opportunity to meet new people as well. Yeah. Um, but still like over there, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to work here two more years. And after that, I will actually start my own business. And like two years passed, it's been like three, it, it was my third year. So the Australia actually came up 
okay, I'm going to Australia now, but after that, I will actually start my own business. And like, I came here, obviously, like, you can't do it when you just come here, you know, like, you need to just, like, set up networking and, like, set up your network and you just need to, like, understand the culture, understand exactly. people. Exactly. And, like, after I worked here for another three years, and I thought, okay, this is the moment, actually. I think COVID also kind of helped me to, like, seeing so many problems and, like, kind of, uh, like, and also I wanted to actually solve them. It actually triggered that. It was the catalyst uh, for you. Exactly, exactly. I think it kind of triggered that, yeah. Okay, wow. I mean, and obviously working in a company like EY, very well-respected um, company, and you, you know, with very smart people, what did you learn? What skills did you bring from that world to the world of entrepreneurship? Planning was one of them, possibly? Yeah, definitely. Planning was so important because uh, my job over there was like, uh, like it was very intense. Mm -hmm. So we were working a bit like long hours as well. So you need to plan your day very well to just like finish like all of the tasks there. So it actually gave me like a great like kind of planning uh, like feature for myself and also like for, for how I actually see the business as well. And also uh, like the discipline as well, which was like super important because like you can easily get bored to things that you are doing, especially when you're doing your own business. There are very like very boring stuff that you are doing. Like mostly you, do, you didn't even know that that kind of things exist. Like, you know, sure. so many like small boring legal things yeah. or like accounting Pain. stuff. Doing accounts, oh, that kills me. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Even like the, like for example, I was doing like an animated video, which is like very like, I never done an animated video before, yeah. but I've done like, and it took so much of my time, like, you know, because it was like very tiny details. I didn't know before, like it took yeah. so much of my time. Exactly. And like, you can easily get bored of that. Like, you know, you can just like, okay, I'm just like shutting up the laptop and I'm like going out for a walk. You can just do that. But the discipline that I get from like my previous experience, actually just like, really helped me in this business as well like so i can just like focus on and just finish my tasks which yeah. is like super important especially when you are just like working for your own because because you don't have a boss you're not reporting to anyone like it is just to you like it's just like your discipline yeah and your absolutely. motivation yeah. yeah and entrepreneurs are like that you know we we love to just continue to grow and develop and just keep going forward and you know even though we have a lot of these mundane tasks and challenges along the way yeah. we just have we just keep going forward because that's just how we are yeah know? exactly <clears throat> exactly that and like yeah and like because also like from the news and like from the social media we always seeing this like the like you know the rising stars the very like good fancy stories oh my god like it's overnight successes that we think are exactly, overnight successes. exactly like overnight successes like this person just made a million bucks like you know in three months something yeah. like this you know like <laughs> yeah. it's like crazy stories yeah, yeah. but like there's always yeah, like some like really what did they say like there are like ups and downs in the being yeah. like an entrepreneur exactly. but exactly so yeah, the so dance yeah. side is an like, overnight success is a lifetime in the creation Exactly. It's exactly. Yeah. And people are not really talking about that, like yeah. all of these downs or like anything, like how the journey is actually like 
at all, how it goes at all. Like, yeah. And some of the biggest entrepreneurs in the world have been bankrupt more than once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's quite common. Yeah, you know, exactly, it's, yeah. It's, it's just their way to keep going until they find something that works. Exactly. Sometimes they become like successful, like in the third or fourth yep. or maybe fifth, like, like try. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. And so, Charla, if people want to get in touch with you to learn more about Desk Valley, how can yeah. they do that? Uh, they can just like email me, which is like my name, like C-A-G-L-A uh, at deskvalley.com. I think which is the like easiest. Yep. Uh, the like, website up and running yet or still in production? Uh, it is alive. It oh, is live. Okay. So it's just deskvalley.com. Uh, yeah. And also like they can just reach me out from the LinkedIn as well. I'm using that. Like. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure that I put all those uh, notes in the show notes for everybody so they can get in touch and uh, possibly see a little demo of, of the product. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Of course. Fantastic. And I mean, what would you like to leave us with today? Is there anything else that you want to really leave the audience with in terms of your thoughts on this at this time or your thoughts on embarking on an entrepreneurial journey or chasing your dreams? Any advice that you want to give people out there that are maybe thinking, can I, should I? You're a great person to give them some advice. I think, uh, I think what I can say is just do it. Don't create excuses for it. Because even if you don't know it, how to do it, or even if you don't know how to build it, or even if you don't know how to start a business, like, which is fine. Like most of us didn't know, right. but there are like heaps of materials or like applications and everything, information over the internet. So you can just start to make your research on that. And like that, like that materials actually helps you to just like build your product and like, you can just don't make excuses on that. Like, I think we are actually very lucky, especially in that era, because we can reach the information very easily. Uh, so we can just learn like whatever we want to learn very easily, very quickly. Just like, don't make any excuses. Just if you want to do it, if you really want to do it, just do it. Yeah, just do it. Because no, no, yeah, nobody will build your dreams for you. Yeah. This is just like, if you are going to work on it, yeah, it will come up, yeah. So true. I love it. Well, Charla, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Darren. Thanks uh, for having me. I hope everybody out there has been inspired by your story and by your passion and your entrepreneurial spirit. And I'll make sure that we have all the notes and the links in the show notes for everybody to access and find out more about you and Desk Valley. But, um, yeah, really appreciate you coming in and... We hopefully uh, will I look, look forward to seeing how it all progresses. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Pleasure. Well, everybody out there, hope you had a fantastic day and you enjoyed the podcast episode. We'll see you very, very soon for another one. So enjoy your, what's today, Tuesday? Tuesday afternoon, evening, and we'll see you very, very soon. Bye for now.